here. Good morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to welcome you to another life-changing word experience here at Christ the Ark Church. I will love for us to start in a word of prayer. The Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 1, verse number 10 and 11, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. This is John saying, on the day of, of the Lord, he was in the spirit and he heard a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. This voice was the voice of Jesus saying, I am the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This means that he is saying, I know everything from the beginning to the end. I was in the beginning and I am also in the end. There is nothing that I do not know. Maybe you are coming across something in your life today and you think that it is like God does not know what I am going through. I want you to know today that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He knows everything. He knows everything about you. So let us go and pray. Maybe you are coming, you are sick in your body. You have a challenge or a problem of one kind and or the other. I want you to know that God knows everything, including your situation. Let us pray. Heavenly loving Father, we come to you today knowing that you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. There is nothing that you do not know. You know everything from the beginning and the end. You even know my situation when it started. You know when it is going to end. You know this global pandemic where it started. You know where it is going to end. You know when my suffering started. You know where it is going to end. You know when my sickness started. You know when I'm going to be healed. You know when my challenge started. You know when my solution is coming. You know when I started asking questions. You know when your answer is coming. Father, I pray that even as we minister your word today, Father, your word knows everything about us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for answered prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. So family, we are still in Women's Month. And I want to encourage all the men out there that let us protect our women, let us support our women, let us spoil our women, 
buy them flowers, maybe I put someone on the spot, buy them chocolates, make them feel special. Do everything that you can to make sure that our women knows that they are important. With that said, I will like to say Happy Women's Month. So family, our theme for the year says catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. Why do we have to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit? Because there is work to be done. Jesus said to his disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. Jesus is saying, you, when you catch the wind of the Holy Spirit, you must know that there is work to be done. Start in your city, start in your province, start in your country, start in your continent, even go to the whole world. So we need to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit because there is work to be done. And family, I also want to appreciate my wife, Mrs. Tiva, for the powerful message she ministered last week under a topic that says God's Word. She read from the book of Luke, chapter 7. The Bible spoke about Jesus sensitizing his followers, saying, you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say. I will show you what a man who hears my words and does them is like. He is like a wise man who dug a deep foundation and built his house. And when the storms came, they beat against the house, but the house remained standing because the house was found on the rock. So we need to be found on the rock. And a man who hears my word and does not do my word is like a foolish man who bought all the materials. He even bought the furniture. <laughs> he did the landscape. But on the surface of the earth, when the storms came, they beat against the house. Their house was completely destroyed. So family, we need to be founded on the rock. We must be founded on the solid rock. Who is Jesus? We need to build our lives on the word of God. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the cornerstone for the foundation. We need to build on Jesus, build on the word we are building on the rock and our house will stand the test of time. Our lives will stand the test of time. So we must build the right way. Jesus was emphasizing the importance of hearing and doing his way. When you hear and you do, that is what makes a difference. Hearing and not doing, it does not make a difference. When we hear the way, we must do the way. So family, today we are going to speak under a topic that says, do whatever he tells you. 
do whatever he tells you. Can we say it together? Do whatever he tells you. We are going to read from the book of John, chapter 2. We will read verse number 5 in the Good News translation. The Bible says, Jesus' mother then told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Let us pray for the reading of the word. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is alive. Your word is not just theory. Your word is practical. Father, we want to thank you for your word that is forever settled in heaven. You have lifted your word above all your name. Your word is sweeter than honey on a honeycomb. Father, your word is perfect and it converts the soul. Father, your word touches and changes things. Father, I pray that as your word is ministered and enters every heart, faith will rise. And your children will walk on water, move mountains, and do the impossible. I make it also publicly known that I will not minister in my limited human abilities. I will allow the mighty Holy Spirit to minister through me in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for answered prayers. Our topic says, do whatever he tells you. What? Does the word do mean? The synonyms of the word do are to carry out, to act, to undertake, discharge, to execute, accomplish, to perform something. So the word do means to do something. It is to put into effect. It is to put to work, to put into effect. You need to put into effect whatever he tells you to put into effect. You need to put to work whatever he tells you to put to work. Jesus and his disciples were invited guests at a wedding in Cana. His mother Mary was also there. Mary consulted Jesus the moment wine ran out. Jesus responds by saying, Woman, what does that have to do with me and you? It was not a sign of disrespect. Jesus was demonstrating that he was the son of Mary and he is Christ, the son of God. Jesus demonstrated that he is the only advocate between God and man, not him and Mary. Mary is not an advocate between man and God. Jesus was just demonstrating that he is the only said advocate between man and God, and not him and Mary. So no one can be saved through Mary, but we can only be saved through Jesus. So I want to remind you that Jesus was not showing disrespect when he said woman. He was just saying, showing that he is the son of Mary, but he is also deity. So he is the one who must take a decision about what must be done. He was there. He knew that wine had run out and something needed to be done. But he is the one who knows when something must be done. 
So he could not do anything about the wine as the son of Mary. But as the son of God, it was also not yet the time for him to show that he is the Messiah sent by God. Mary, like any other woman, would reconcile her husband if there was a situation that needed a solution. But unfortunately, at this point during this wedding, Joseph was no more. So the best that Mary could go to was Jesus. And Mary did so. Mary knew that Jesus could do something about the situation. But Jesus clarified that he were to do something, but it will be at his perfect time. So Mary knew that Jesus could do something about the wine that has run out. But Jesus also clarified that he, when he is supposed to do something, he will do it at his perfect time. But family, what amazed me is that Mary, knowing her position, she was not offended by Jesus' response. Mary knew who Jesus was because the angel visited her before Jesus was born and explained who this is and what he has come to do. Mary was not offended. And then Mary, after Jesus responded to distinguish that he is the son of Mary, but he is also Christ, the son of God. Mary went and sensitized the servants. And she said to them, whatever he tells you, do it. Whatever he tells you, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Do whatever he tells you. This is what Mary went and sensitized the servants. There was a time of need during the wedding. The wedding had run out of supply of wine. Mary showed that we must run to Jesus when there is a time of need in our lives. Mary showed that when we run out of supply of natural resources, we must run to Jesus. When you run out of your supply, run to Jesus. When there is a need in your life, run to Jesus. This is what Mary demonstrated. When the time of your need comes in your life, where do you run to for supply? Mary says when our time of need comes in our lives, we must run to Jesus for our supply. I want to ask you, when the time of need comes in your life, where do you run to? No wonder why there has not yet been provision. Because you have been running for so many years to the wrong place. It is time to run to the right place. Run to Jesus. He will supply all your needs. He will supply all your needs. Run to Jesus. Family, this is the good news. We need to run to Jesus and do whatever he tells us to do. Do whatever he tells you to do. 
he will supply all your needs. Run to Jesus and carry out, act, perform, discharge, undertake, execute. Do what he says you must do. Family, I want to tell you that when the time was right, Jesus began to issue instructions of what must be done. And those who were supposed to do something about what must be done, they began to do something about what must be done. So the right time came for Jesus. And when the right time came, Jesus began to issue instructions. Those who were told to do something about whatever he tells them to do, they began to do something about what they were told to do. Family, Mary, in essence, when she said, do whatever he tells you to do, Mary was saying, if he says, draw water from empty water pots, you must just do it because Jesus says, do it. If he says that serve the, the guests with water, you must just go and serve the guests with water because Jesus said, you must do it. If he was saying that out of these remaining droplets of wine, I will be able to serve all these guests, just do what he says you must do. Family, all that he was saying is that if it is Jesus who says do something, do whatever he tells you to do. Do whatever he tells you to do. So family, I want to, to tell you to make this public announcement that if it is Jesus, I will do it. If it is Jesus, I trust you and I don't need to understand anything. If it is Jesus, I will do it. I don't need to understand what he says I must do. So if it is Jesus who says you must do something, just trust him. You don't need to understand because he is a man of his word. When he says it, he does it. If he says, I am healed, I believe that I am healed. If he says, you are successful, you must believe that you are successful. If he says, he has made a way, you must believe that he has made a way. If Jesus says that you are getting married, you must believe that you are getting married. You don't need to understand. All you need to do is to believe and act on what he said you must do. Do whatever he tells you to do. As he said, to you that you must do something. Family, I want to encourage you. Do it. Do whatever he tells you to do. How is he going to tell you? He's going to tell you through his word. Like a wise man who built his house on a deep foundation. When storms come, they beat against the house. The house remains steady. But a foolish man, he built his house on the surface. When storms come, they beat on the house and the house was completely destroyed. So, family, there is emphasis that is being made. Do whatever he tells you to do. That is what makes 
a difference. Do whatever he tells you to do. Family, I want to tell you that the servants began to carry out the instruction. The servants began to do what Jesus said they must do. All he said is that fill the water pots. There were six water pots that were standing. These water pots are for water that is used for Jewish, Jewish uh, ceremonial purification. Because the Jews were, were, were always had to wash their hands before they ate. That was according to the law of Moses, that before they do anything, they need to wash their hands with water. So the servants began to fill the water pots. So there were six water pots made of stone. So these water pots, they each could carry about 80 to uh, 120 liters of water. They began to fill the water pots. Family, the water pots were made of stone, so they could not carry the water pots to the water source. So the only option that was available is to fetch, take smaller water pots and go and fetch water. So these six water pots, which were carrying about 120 liters of water, then it means that they, if they were filling, fetching with 20 liter water pots, they had to fill each water pot about six times. And family, I want to tell you that there was no taps during that time. So they had to fetch water from the well. If they are fetching water from the well, then it means that they do not fetch with the 20 liter a water pot. They had to fetch with something smaller and it took time to fetch water from the well. So they fetched water from the well, it took time. They had to carry the 20 liters, take it to the water pots, fill each for six times. So if they are going to fill the six water pots six times with 20 liter water pots, they had to do this activity for 36 times. So family, this took some time, but uh, his mother said, do whatever he tells you to do. So it means that the servants did what Jesus said they must do. So if there was no well or the well was dry, they had to fetch water from the river. It was a tough exercise, but they had to do it anyway because Jesus said, fill the water pots, but he did not tell them how difficult it's going to be to fill the water pots. All that the servants had to do is just to do whatever he told them to do. So family, when the servants are busy filling the water pots with water, there are servants in the wedding. Others are sitting and they are listening to the program that is continuing of the wedding. Let me tell you, during that time, weddings were celebrated for almost almost seven days for the whole week they was they celebrated the wedding but now during this day of the wedding family they had to fill the water pots when they are busy filling the water pots maybe someone on the other side of the guests just call them to do some other errands they will go and 
do those errands and then fight, take the, 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 the water pots and begin to fill the water because that is what Jesus said they must do. So family, I want you to know that when you are busy doing what you have been told to do, it may not be easy, but you need to do it. They continue to do it even when it was tough. So I want you to know that even during this global pandemic, don't stop doing what God said you must do. Keep on doing it even when it is tough. Keep on doing it even when it is tough. They continued to fetch and fill the water pots. Oh, my Bible tells me that they filled the water pots to the brim. So all the six water pots, about 120 liters each, so they filled about 740 liters of water to the brim of the six water pots. They did what they were told to do. I want you to keep on filling those water pots. Keep on doing what you have been told to do. It doesn't matter how difficult it is, but keep on doing what you have been told to do. After the water pots were filled to the brim, Jesus said, now take your jugs, fill them, and take them to the MC, the master of ceremonies, so that he can taste. Family, I want you to know that once the MC tasted, it, it, it was the best wine. And he called the bridegroom and said, yeah, I've been to many weddings. All the weddings I've been to, they, they serve the good wine first, and then when everyone has lost they are they are taste uh, the senses of taste and they just drink anything then they give them inferior inferior wine but you have kept the best wine until now you have kept the best wine until the end now family i want to tell you that the miracle was known by the servants that oh the the, the mc did not know <laughs> where the wine came from, but only the servants knew where the wine came from. The servants knew that this was a miracle. And eventually the MC, he, he knew that this was a miracle. So he kept the best wine until the end. But where was the miracle? The miracle was not on the servants fetching water. It was not on the servants taking water from the jar. The, the, the miracle happened when the MC tasted the water and the water has become the best wine. So family, I want you to know that you must just keep on doing what he has told you to do. When you do it, it seems like nothing is going to happen, but the miracle lies in when you have done what you have been told to do. The miracle happens when you have done what you have been told to do. Don't give up because of difficulty. Keep on doing it. You may not see that the water is changing. You may not see that your healing is coming. You may not see that your promotion is taking place. You may not see that you are getting married. You may not see that your financial solutions is coming. You may not see that you have your house. You may not see 
that you, 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 your, your solution is coming, your answer is coming, but just keep on fetching the water, keep on filling the water tanks, the miracle is taking place, but you do not see, the servants were not responsible for the miracle, Jesus' mother was not responsible for the miracle, but Jesus was responsible for the miracle. The MC, the bridegroom, was not responsible for the miracle. Jesus was responsible for the miracle. The servants had to do what they are supposed to do. They did it, and it turned out into a miracle. Family, I want you to know that it is only after they have done what they are supposed to do that the miracle happened. It is only when you have done what you are supposed to do that you will experience your miracle in the name of Jesus. Jesus took natural water and he turned it into a supernatural best wine. They were drinking Jesus and they did not even know it. The MC tasted Jesus and he did not even know it. They were drinking the word. That word was the best wine. Nothing tastes better than Jesus. Nothing tastes better than the word of God. They were tasting the word. They were drinking the word. The MC tasted something that he had never tasted before. He tasted the word. He tasted Jesus. All that the servants were doing was doing the word. They fetched the word and filled the water pots with the word. After they filled the water pots with the word, the word must not stay there. The word must be served to the guests. They fetched water. They sucked it to the MC. The MC tasted it. I have never tasted any wine like this before. Let me tell you a bit about the process of fermenting wine. Wine can take even up to two months to complete the first the first and the second fermenting stage. But when you drink it uh, that soon, it will taste bitter. But when you leave it to age, it becomes taste the best. Wine that is considered to be the best is wine that has aged for more than 20 years. It is the best wine ever. So Jesus converted this thing that takes for so long to be best and it happened instantly. So I don't know how long you have been struggling with your situation, but all that I want to tell you is that what has taken you very long or what will take others very long to accomplish, Jesus will do it in a moment. What can take 20 years to be best? Jesus made it in a moment when the MC tasted. Jesus made it in a moment. What takes others many years to accomplish? It will take you a moment. What is the key? The key is doing whatever he has said you must do. That is where the miracle is. Do what he has said you must do. Jesus took ordinary water and he turned it into something extraordinary. Jesus takes ordinary people and he turns them to extraordinary people. Never look down upon yourself. You plus Jesus, there's a miracle there. When you run out of natural abilities, it is time to run to Jesus, and he will turn your abilities into supernatural 
What made the whole difference family was carrying out Jesus' instructions. The water pots family had never carried water before. So that after the water has turned into wine, it cannot be mistaken that the water has actually taken the residue of wine that it had carried before. So Jesus will do something new out of something that has never been experienced before. Jesus will do something out of nothing. So the water, the water pots never carried wine before. So that when the miracle happens, the miracle cannot be mistaken for anything else. So that the miracle can be certain. The wine had to be taken to the MC because everyone was focusing on the MC for direction during the program of the wedding. So that the MC can confirm that a miracle has taken place. Something that we had need of. We had run out of supply. Instead of getting in the inferior, we actually got the best. You have kept the best until the end. That is one of the other ways that God works. He always keeps the best for last. So never give up when things are not going your way. God is keeping the best for last. God is keeping the best for life, for last. God is keeping the best for last. So Jesus knew what he was doing. Jesus did not even ask to taste first before the water goes to the MC. He was certain that the time has come for him to do what he has come to do, to demonstrate that the Messiah has now come. After this miracle happened, family, I want to tell you that his disciples believed. So even with believers, strong Christians, they started weak somewhere because there were almost five men who were already following Jesus. Remember, Andrew and the other disciple followed him. Andrew called his brother Simon. Jesus went and found Philip in Galilee. The, on the third day, this is the day of the wedding, after they had already found Nathaniel. So Jesus was with his five disciples, but their faith was not yet strong. So family, I want to tell you that even stronger people today, they were little children someday. People with the puzzles, people who are physically strong, they started as little babies somewhere. So even strong Christians today, they started as very weak Christians somewhere. So never give up on yourself. Allow yourself to grow gradually because the disciples were with Jesus. They believed that is the Messiah God sent. But the Bible says after they have seen his first miracle, this was Jesus' first miracle. This was Jesus' first miracle in Galilee that he demonstrated in front of his disciples. The Bible says his disciples believed. So the, their faith became stronger as they went on. Faith starts small and it grows. So never look down upon yourself when your faith is still at an infancy stage. Your faith will grow. As you experience what Jesus is able to do in your life, your faith will begin to grow. How does your faith grow? Your faith be grows 
through the word, when you hear the word and you do the word, you will start doing small things. You will gradually grow to doing big things because your faith is growing in proportion with what you are doing for the kingdom of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So family, Moses, Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. This is also illustrated in the book of Exodus uh, chapter 7. You can read in your own time. Moses' first plague in Egypt, he turned water into wine. Uh, he turned water into blood. Jesus' first miracle, he turned water into wine. So what does this show us? The Old Testament points us to the New Testament. The New Testament confirms the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is the New Testament hidden and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So what was happening when Jesus turned water into wine? Jesus was showing that in the, in the law of Moses, purification was done through water and uh, redemption was done, uh, forgiveness of sins, it was done through um, the, the blood of animals. But Jesus is showing that redemption comes through his blood in the new dispensation. So Jesus is showing that he is here to take away the old and replace it with the new. So if you read in your own time, the Hebrews chapter 10, from verse number 8, you will see that Jesus says, I have come to do your will, O Lord. In the volume of this book, I have come to do my will. And my will is to do what? Is to take away the first and bring the second. He is replacing the old covenant with the new covenant. How can we gain salvation? We gain salvation through redemption by the blood of Jesus. This is what Jesus was signifying. The miracle of turning water into wine. Jesus is showing that he is taking away the first and is bringing in the second, the new covenant. Our redemption is through the blood of Jesus, the blood without contamination. Once you are redeemed, you will be filled with a new wine. Let us see where First, the disciples were filled with new wine. The filling of the disciples with new wine was on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. If you, you remember in Acts chapter 1, verse number 15, the Bible tells us that there were about 120 disciples in the upper room. Now, in the wedding of Cana, they had to fill water pots that filled about 120 liters of water. After they filled the water pots, they, they were turned into the best wine. Water was turned into the best wine. So we need to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. So catching the wind of the Holy Spirit, it is being filled with the best wine. There was six water pots that are made of stone, taking about 120 liters of water. And those who were in the upper room were about 120 
disciples of Jesus Christ, they were filled with water that turned into the best wine. So Jesus filled them with the word and then they were able to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit when they waited 120 in the upper room and the water pots, they were filled with water that was turned into the best wine. The best wine family is the Holy Spirit. It took everyone in the wedding to wait until the right time came for Jesus to move and meet their needs and supply their needs. It also took those who were in the upper room to wait until the time came for Jesus to fill them with the promise, to fill them with the best wine. So once the pots were filled, the guests had to be served. So the secret family is in doing, it is in carrying out, it is in performing, executing the word. So we are not filled with the best wine to bury the best wine, but we are filled with the best wine, family, to serve this generation with the best wine. You are filled with the best wine to serve this generation with the best wine. Jesus stood on the last day of the feast and he said, if anyone thirst, let them come to me and I will give them a drink. And out of their heart will flow the rivers of living waters. He was talking about the Holy Spirit will be given to those who believe. But Jesus was not yet glorified. He was not yet raised from the dead. So the best wine was not yet served. The best wine family was still being kept in the water pots until Jesus gave them command and said, take, fill your jugs and give the MC so that he can test. The miracle happened when the MC tasted and he called the bridegroom and said, I have gone, been to places and they do not do things the way you are doing them. You have kept the best wine until now. So the Holy Spirit is the best wine that you are waiting for. The Holy Spirit is the best wine that you cannot you 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 can you cannot you cannot avoid to miss. The Holy Spirit is the best wine who cannot be kept to those who have been given to be buried, but is the best wine that we need to serve this generation. Out of our hearts will flow the living the rivers of living waters. Out of our hearts, family, we need to serve this generation with the best wine. The best wine that we need to serve this generation with is the Holy Spirit. I would love for us to make this confession and say, I have the best wine to serve this generation. I have the best wine to serve this generation. So family, with that said, can we close our eyes and focus on the cross of Jesus before we partake in Holy Communion? Maybe you are here today and you have not been filled with the best wine. The first point is give your life to Jesus. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you a drink. Out of your heart will flow the rivers of living waters. I will fill you with the best wine, not to bury it, but to serve this generation with the best wine. Maybe you are here also and have not been serving the best wine, you need to start serving that best wine. 
you are not free to bury the best wine. This generation is waiting on you. And if you are here and you will love to give your life to Jesus so that you can get this best wine and begin to serve this generation, let us say this prayer together. Heavenly loving Father, I have heard your weight. You turn water into the best wine. You can turn me, Father, into the best wine. You can take something ordinary and make it extraordinary. Today, I believe that Jesus died and rose. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Father, forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Make me spotless clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I can live to fulfill my God-given assignment. From today, I believe that I am born again. I am a child of God. All things have passed away and everything has become new. I have the best wine and I will serve this generation with the best wine because I am a new creation in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for answered prayers. Amen. If you have just given your life to Jesus, I want to welcome you to God's family. And I want to assure you that you will never ever regret the decision that you have made. So, family, before we even go into Holy Communion, while you are getting your bread without yeast and 100% red grape juice, I would love to encourage you in the word of giving. We will read in the book of Acts chapter 20, verse number 35, in the New King James Version. The Bible says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Who are saying this? It is the Apostle Paul. He says that laboring like this, that you must support the weak. Giving is about showing our concern for others. It is not about being self-centered. When you give, you will never lose the seed that you give. When you do not give, our hands stays closed and we cannot be able to receive anything. But when we give, our hand also stays open that we can also be able to receive. So we must not only be concerned about receiving, but we must be concerned about giving. Because when we give, our hands remains opened. And being receiving, it is also a given. When we give, our hand stays opened. And receiving is also a given. So we must be concerned about giving more than receiving because when we give our hand remains open to receive so if you would love to give towards christ the Ark church please wait after the holy communion and you will see our last slide with our banking details it is more blessed to give than to receive 
So family, we are now going to partake in Holy Communion. I want to believe that we all have our bread without yeast and 100% red grape juice ready. I hope you have also gathered your family to have Holy Communion together. We will read from John chapter 6, verse 53 to 54 in the Christian Standard Bible. My Bible says, So Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. Verse 54, The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So when we eat the bread and we drink the wine, we have life in us. And Jesus says that he will also raise us up in the last day. When do we get life? We get life now when we are able to partake in Holy Communion. When do we make the decision to have eternal life? We make the decision to have eternal life when we are still here on planet Earth. So don't wait until it is too late. It is time to give our life to Jesus so that we can have life. And when he comes on his second coming, he, we are go, those who are dead in Christ, will be, we will be caught up with them in the sky. So family, I want you to make a conscious decision when you are still here on earth because that decision will determine whether you will live forever in a relationship with God or you are deciding to live forever separated from God. The Apostle Paul also clarified the church in Corinth and said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 26, As often as you eat this bread and drink this blood, you proclaim my death until I come. So when we eat and when we drink, it is a sign that we have life and we will be raised on the last day. When we eat and when we drink, we are pointing everyone to the second coming. The first has come. The second is also coming. Let us drink. I have and make these proclamations. This bread and wine is blessed. Let us say, I have life and I will be raised on the last day. And I am pointing everyone to the second coming. I have life and I will be raised on the last day. And I am pointing everyone to the second coming. Let us eat the bread together. And let us drink together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the bread of life. We thank you for the living waters we have just drank. Father, to renew our covenant with you, the best wine is still in us. We have life and will be raised on the last day. Father, when we eat this bread and we drink this wine, when we eat your body and drink your blood, we are also pointing everyone to the second coming. I, we have drank and we have ate and we have life in us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for answered prayers. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So family, this marks the end of our service. We want to invite you to join us again next week on Sunday at 10 a.m. Unless if there's any other new announcements, we will communicate in time. We will just await the president and hear what uh, his latest announcement is also. So family, we hope you have had a life-changing word experience. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We love you and God bless you. Amen.